0: Hello, my name is Pastor Doug, and welcome to POP. It is December 12th, 2022, and this is a shortened version of our sermons. And here is the reading that we read on Sunday. It's from the Gospel of Matthew, the 11th chapter. When John heard in prison what the Messiah was doing, he sent word by his disciples and said to him, Are you the one who is to come? or are we to wait for another? Jesus answered them, Go and tell John what you hear and see. The blind receive their sight, the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, and the poor have good news brought to them. And blessed is anyone who takes no offense at me. As they went away, Jesus began to speak to the crowds about John. What did you go out into the wilderness to look at? your way before you. Truly, I tell you, among those born of women, no one has arisen greater than John the Baptist. Yet the least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. So, before we reflect a little bit on that text, if you've ever been to Paris, maybe you've gone to the Louvre, the beautiful museum of art that just has so many Of our global treasures and I was excited to see the Mona Lisa I'd always heard about it and seen obviously all the images of it and I had in my head what the Mona Lisa would be like and maybe you've seen it and you've experienced this too and you go into the room where it's housed and you know that you are in the space where the Mona Lisa is because you can tell by the size of the crowds that are gathered on the far wall And as I got closer and started to weave my way in, I I noticed I had to really keep weaving my way in in order to catch a glimpse of it. I had pictured this massive painting, or at least something that would fill a wall. And instead, when you finally get up there, you see behind a glass cabinet and behind a table is a little bit bigger than a postcard. I mean, the Mona Lisa is tiny. And so in some ways, that was disappointing. Have you ever looked forward to something and were disappointed by what it ended up to be, whether it was a famous restaurant or a musical that you saw somewhere? When you got to it, you, the buildup was so much that when you finally experienced it, it was like, eh. <laughs> Well, that's what John might be feeling a little bit as he's sitting in prison. He's got a lot of time to think, He's reading some of the clippings about what Jesus is doing and hearing some of the stories, and and he asks the question, are you the one who's coming we've been waiting for? Or, you can almost read into this, should we be waiting for something better? I mean, John's vision of what Jesus was coming to do was a little bit more sensational than what he's experiencing. And if anyone shouldn't have been doubting, it would have been John. I mean, John was there at the, at the Jordan when he baptized Jesus and we have the whole scene where the sky splits open and the dove descends and we hear the voice of God saying, this is my child with whom I'm well pleased. I mean, if anything, John should have been the one that was sure. Scott Hosey, a pastor and professor at Calvin, seminary in Michigan talks about our lectionary choice for this reading today and if you don't know what the lectionary is it's prescribed readings of the church and often peace will use it sometimes we don't uh, but typically on a Sunday the prescribed readings are experienced by churches all over the planet and so Scott Hosey asks this question why choose a reading about doubt for advent three the third week of Advent. I mean, he points out, isn't that a little bit like on the 4th of July, debating with yourself if the colonists had a right to stand up to England? Or on your anniversary, some special anniversary, thinking back to the girl in high school who got away. (laughs) I mean, Advent 3, the church is decorated. Our church here looks beautiful, we're excited, we're trying to tell stories of bringing light into darkness, and doggone it, we're trying to keep Christ in Christmas. If there's any time of the year, we want to be sure it's right now. And yet here it is, a reading where the prophet himself is questioning, are you it? Is this it? It's like John was expecting a Kiss concert got some dude in an electric or a acoustic guitar. I mean, just a few weeks ago, or even last week, where Pastor Tony was talking about God with an axe chopping down trees. And now we have this preacher who's preaching to the poor and the marginalized. John, John was hoping for a Messiah, that would punch Herod in the mouth. Jesus' version bringing light into darkness. Truthfully, it's the essence of what the kingdom of God is all about. I mean, Jesus, for him, it's providing hope to the invisible and the ignored and the forgotten. And maybe, as Jesus' response indicates, he comes back and he says, Tell John what you see. The blind are given sight. The disease are cured. The lepers are cleansed. People are getting hope. And and maybe, maybe it's not every blind person is given sight. And it's certainly not every diseased person is cured. And not every leper is cleansed. But some are. Some are. And it's, it's a sign of what's to come. I mean, this shows us what God is like. That God is at work bringing restoration to God's creation. God is at work and we get to be a part of it and Jesus shows us what a, a, a taste of what that looks like and this is what Advent's all about. At Advent, we, we commemorate that Jesus came and somehow still is among us, but we also point to the fact that Jesus will come again and that in the meantime, we get to be about the work of what God is doing Doing. It's, I think, a week like this, I find this text hopeful, because it's a reminder for us in the church, it's a reminder that our calling isn't to be sensational. I think too often we forget that we want bigger, better, louder, whatever it is, we want more of it. That's not our calling. Our calling isn't to be sensational. Our calling is to continue to be the people that do what Jesus did, the everyday, ongoing work of providing hope to the invisible, the ignored, and the forgotten. Often, at peace, I will go and just sit in our sanctuary by myself spend some time in prayer, but I often find my thoughts as I look at the stained glass and the facility and think about all the people who've been a part of this place over the years, and so many of them over time, because we're 200 years old, are forgotten. Some, we still remember some of the names that were so critical in being a part of this place, but over time, many of them and many of us sadly we will be forgotten. But we are the beneficiaries of a community of faith that continues to live on at work in Gehenna and beyond because of the simple, everyday, ongoing work of Jesus that people have been a part of, that you and I are a part of, and that when we're gone, generations from now, will be the beneficiaries of. That's the work of Jesus and the work of Advent.